Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries. Hallelujah. God is good, is he not? God is awesome. He woke us up this morning. That's something to be thankful for already. Amen. I'm thankful as soon as my eyes open. Hallelujah. He got us through another night. Hallelujah. And all the prayer requests that we have, he, he hears our prayers. God hears everything we say, and he sees everything that we do. So he, if you're praying about something, know that God has heard you. Amen. Hallelujah. Today's uh, Sunday, November 14th, 2021. And yes, as of a few days ago here in western Pennsylvania, we got snow. It's on the chilly side, but our hearts are still warm. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Today, um, I will be discussing um, Revelation chapter 5. If you want to turn to your swords to Revelation chapter 5. A lot of people don't like to cover Revelation. Some say it's, it's too deep. And you really have to be, in order to understand the book of Revelations, you really have to be in the spirit have the Holy Spirit to help you, to show you what you need to know about this book. And then we need that from the beginning of the Bible, actually, to the end of Revelation. Amen. So I'll be discussing that. And I'm glad to see everybody that's on this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. So I will open this up with prayer. Father God, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We bless you for being good to us. We bless you for being our Father, helping us in the times of need, teaching us what we need to know, being our best friend. Jesus, you are our best friend. And we see you high. We see you lifted up. We see you happy and joyous and loving us, wanting us, just watching our, 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 the way that we walk and everything that we do and just praying for us. You're sitting on the right-hand side of God praying for us, and we thank you for that. If nobody else prays for us, we know that you are, and we thank you for that. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your beautiful name names. I should put S in parenthesis. Beautiful names, God. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu, Yeshua, Yahashua, Yehoshua. Hallelujah. All the beautiful names that you have given us to call upon in the time of need. Speaking of times of need, there are people, Lord God, right now who need you quickly. They need you to, to intercede, step in, and help them with their situations quickly. And I pray that you, through this ministry, do that. I pray that you, through these words today that I will be speaking through your Holy Spirit, will do that. I pray that everybody that listens to this now or later will hear something that resonates within their soul, that resonates within their system, their spirit, their mind, their body, their heart, that you are with them, that you love them, that you have a message for them. So, Father God, use me, Holy Spirit. Use me, Holy Spirit, and we thank you. All the prayer requests that we received, Everyone that needs something in their lives, we lift them up to you today. We lift up the homeless. We lift up the people who don't have anybody to love. They think they don't. And Father God, we've got a new person in the family of God 
named Jordan. I lift Jordan up to you today. He has he has a beautiful heart. He's a wonderful person. He has an awesome testimony. And I pray right now, Lord God, that you use him to draw others to the cross. Keep your guardian angels all around him. Hallelujah. Keep him as a beacon of light to everybody he knows and everywhere he goes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise and worship you. We lift our voices up to you. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody keep Jordan in prayer. Just got saved. Young man. Young man. Just got saved and he's excited. I gave him his Bible and and he sent him about his way. Amen. So let's pray that he draws a lot of people to Jesus Christ in his way, the way that God, the ministry that God has given him. Amen. So let's start with Revelation chapter 5. Amen. Amen. Revelation, I will read, there's only 14 verses in uh, Revelation chapter 5. And I noticed today that the Revelation, the book of Revelation has short chapters. Isn't it something how a book with such short chapters is so often feared? I looked in um, chapter, chapter 4 has 11 verses. Chapter 5, 14 Chapter 6, uh, 17. Chapter 7, 17. Uh, you look on chapter 8, uh, 13, in fact. I mean, the book of Revelations has very short chapters, but everybody is so afraid to touch on this book. And there's no fear there. And as long as you ask the Holy Spirit to show you what it, is, what it means, take your time out can't do it in five minutes. Amen. And ask God to show you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'll read the whole chapter. I'll read the whole chapter. It goes like this. It it starts out the book with the seven seals. Okay. Notice the number seven. And I saw this is now this is John. Okay. John, when he was on the Isle of Patmos, he had just written the letters to the, the churches. Okay, the uh, seven churches you'll see in Revelation 2 and 3. Amen. And so he writes this. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on a throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look at the book, okay, neither to look thereon, it says. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Okay, now we have John. He sees, okay, uh, he's on the right hand of him, the right hand of him that sat on the throne. The right hand of God is the hand of power. The left hand is considered the law. The right hand is the hand of power. 
power. So this book is filled with the power of God. Amen. It's like when you see people um, laying hands on people, it's good to use, um, it, not necessarily, but it, it's good to use the right hand because the hand, the power of God comes through the right hand. Amen. So here he sees all this power sitting on the right hand of him on, that sits on a throne, a book written and on the backside sealed with seven seals. The number seven is a very important number in, in the Bible. And as you read through the Bible, you will continue to see it pop up in different ways. Number seven, God rested on the seventh day. So it's a day of rest. It's a number of rest. It's a number of fullness. The seventh day, is, is, is a, God rested. He was through uh, creating. Amen? Completeness. It's a cycle of work and rest. See, we should rest. People should rest. These people that work, you know, uh, seven days a week, 24 hours, that is not a godly way to do things. All you're going to do is run your system down, run down your resistance, make yourself sick. God said if, if the Lord, if the creator of all things said rest, we should rest as well. And when Jesus was on the cross, he had what? Seven words. Amen. Jesus gave seven words. We're talking about the seventh sealed book here. Amen? Seven is a sacred number. God ascribed a sacred number, a sacred nature to this number. Amen? Deuteronomy 15, verses 1 to 2, speaks of seven. Exoneration and healing. Seven is a number of healing. Amen? Your debts should be canceled after seven years. That way it should be that way here in America, not necessarily. Amen. And then they freed the slaves after seven years. And when you read about Naaman in in the Bible, the the um, the prophet of God told him to dip seven times, not six times. When a prophet of God tells you to do something, you do it the way they told you to do it. Nothing happened to him. Naaman did not get a physical healing until he dipped seven times. Not four, not five, not six, but seven. Amen? The se now, we're talking about a seven-sealed book here. Amen? Hallelujah. The book is traditionally attributed to John, the apostle, but the precise identity of the author... Um, remains a point of academic debate. Of course, people always want to debate something. John, we know John wrote it, but there's people who will argue with you as to who wrote it and when it was written. This chapter contains the inaugural vision of the Lamb on the throne of heaven. This is considered an apocalyptic prophecy. Apocalypse meaning which you might have heard that word so many times, the revealing of divine mysteries. This is John's vision that he sent to the seven churches. The whole idea is that God has a book on which the entire universe has been written. Now, all throughout the Bible, we read the Bible, we hear, we hear sermons, and people have their beliefs, and you know, people come to Jesus, and, and everything's going on here, okay? And, and what people don't realize is we don't know everything. God has a book. He gave us 
the Biblio. He gave us the Bible, but God has a book that nobody can open except his son. Now, you can open the Bible. You can read the Bible anytime you want to. This is the book he gave us to read. This book is filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And in order to understand the Bible, you have to have the Holy Spirit teach you the Bible. Now, some people have read the Bible, and they read it on their own, out of their own uh, will, their own what they call power, okay, their own knowledge. But you cannot understand the mysteries of God on your own through your flesh. You have to go through God's Spirit. Amen. God has a book on which the entire universe has been written. John goes from the throne. If you notice when we first read this, he goes from the throne to the scroll in this vision. It says in verse 2, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open up the book. And no man in heaven or earth, neither under the earth, nobody is able to open this book. Amen? This was an unusual book. It wasn't a common practice then to write on both sides of a scroll. Okay, if you, when, when, when you see these, we're talking about books that, like scrolls. Jewish people use scrolls. Okay. Amen. And this was written, this had words written on a front, and notice it also says, and on a back side as well. There must have been a lot of information for it to be written on both sides. This book, how do you say, is chock full of information, amen, and mysteries, mysteries that we will never understand until God teaches it to us, amen. It's sealed up with seven seals. I'm going to talk about the book for a minute here, okay? It's sealed up with seven seals. When a roll, as I was saying, the scrolls, when a roll was finished, they held the scroll with the left hand and rolled it open with the right hand. It was fastened with strings. It was a Jewish custom that they fastened scrolls with strings, and then they were sealed with wax at the knots. It's a seven sealed book, seven sealed strings, sealed with wax. Now, not, not seven writings. Okay, I've heard this before, and it's not, it's not speaking of seven writings. Amen? Amen. No one but Jesus is worthy to open it. Some say that it's the title deed to planet Earth. They get the idea from Jeremiah 32, 6 to 15, which describes Jewish title deeds as the word sealed. But there's no doubt that the earth belongs to the Lord. Amen. The earth belongs to the Lord. Always was, always will be. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at Psalms 24.1. If you want to write this down or, or uh, go to it now, Psalms 24.1. Let me see. And it says, I love this. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. That is speaking of divine ownership. Amen? Divine ownership. The Creator owns everything. Hallelujah. God never lost the title deed to planet Earth. 
perhaps, you know, they get the idea from Luke 4, verses 5 to 8. Okay, so let's turn to Luke 4, verses 5 to 8. I mean, this is where people people get their ideas from the Bible, but not necessarily does it mean that their ideas are real or true. Now, here. Luke 4, verses 5 to 8 says, And the devil taking him up to a high mountain, taking Jesus, we know about this story, amen. He took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee in the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. See? Huh. Amen. Delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all this, will be yours. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen? Jesus is letting him know, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have anything. Amen? Everything belongs. You can't offer God something that is already his. Amen? You can't offer God something that is already his. Amen. Maybe it could be uh, the history of the world in advance, some people say. Only God knows. Only God can hold this scroll. Amen. The strong angel that we read about. The strong angel could be Gabriel. Gabriel was the announcer. He always brought uh, messages. Amen. Nobody answers because creation is incapable of deciding or effecting its own destiny. We cannot decide our own destiny. Amen. It takes the one who is above the order of created beings to determine the course of history. Nobody is going to change. You can't, as much as man is trying to change history nowadays, he cannot change history. Only God knows history. Only Jesus knows what is going to happen in the future. The best thing we need to do is just accept him as our savior, amen, and live our lives, live holy lives, live for him, live our lives for him, amen, and then let him do everything else, amen. Let him tell us what's going to happen. Trust in him. Either you trust he's going to lead you the right way or you don't. You can't walk the fence. Amen? Amen. And then verse 4, it says, John wept, says, and I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open a book and to read a book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders told him, don't weep. And this is where he begins to describe Jesus. He describes, weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. And you know this is what Jesus calls himself. This is what he is. He is the root of David. Jesus came. All the things that David did, all, all the, I know all the bad things David did or whatever, and he killed a, a woman's husband and just to get the woman and all that. This goes to show the forgiveness of God. There is nothing that you can do that Jesus, that the Lord cannot forgive. Amen? As long as you ask him. And Jesus came down from, you read about David in the Bible. David did some crazy stuff. David and pre- David even pretended to be crazy at one time. <laughs> Amen? And Jesus came from his root. Amen? 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Amen. God's message to man is you don't know everything. I know some people, they, 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 they use big words when they get around me. You ever have somebody do that? They use big words. They make it make it makes them look ed, uh, um, educational, like they're you know they're so much greater than thou, you know. And and they try to. You ever know, you ever see people where they use words and they it seems you feel like they're trying to throw you off or make you look down at you and make you feel like a peon, make you feel bad. Amen. God made the word so that we would be able to understand it. God tells us you don't know everything, and without him, we wouldn't be able to understand it. Amen? So we have to go through him. We can't do anything without Jesus. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Jesus allowed John to see that there is more than what our eyes can see. Amen? Amen. This is verse 7. It says, He came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on a throne. I'll start with verse 6. It says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. There's a number seven again, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. John was looking for a lion. And here came a lamb. Amen. He's looking for a lion, and a lamb came. There are various creatures in heaven. Okay, if, if we can't get used to what's down here on earth with us now, we'll never be able to take heaven. Amen. There's When you read the description of what is in heaven, especially in the book of Revelation, okay, the book of the prophets, it sounds a little eerie, but, you know, that's the way God has it. <laughs> Amen. He has creatures in heaven with seven horns and seven eyes. And we're talking about the seven spirits of God here. And if you look in Isaiah 11.2, you can write this down, Isaiah 11.2, the seven spirits of God, okay, are, one, wisdom, two, the spirit of understanding, Three, counsel, spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. Four, number five, the spirit of knowledge. Number six, the spirit of fear of the Lord. God wants us to have a fear of him, and that doesn't mean uh, to, to, to shake and, and tremble down. He wants you to, that means respect God. Respect God so much that you live your life the way he wants you to because you love him. Like children do. Good children, they love their parents. They, they they live their lives in a way that wouldn't embarrass their parents. Amen? And when they're chastised and corrected, they go with the flow. They don't make a big deal about it. Amen? Live with the fear of the Lord, the respect of God. And number seven is the spirit of revelation. Amen? Revelation, and as I said, you can see that in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. The seven spirits of God. 
It says, which the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on a throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. See, this is the God's gotcha. God got this verse, okay? Your prayers are going into vials, and the saints are holding your prayers, amen? And when they fell down, the vials were full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. That's why when the, uh, when in the Old Testament, when you see people talking about um, incense or whatever, it's, it's sweet odors to God's nostrils, okay? That's what our prayers are like in the New Testament. Incense in the Old Testament is prayer, most likely prayers in the New Testament, Amen? It's a sweet. Your prayers are sweet to God's nostrils. And it, it, it hurts me when I hear people say, well, I don't know how to pray. Uh, I don't know if God will like it. Uh, and you, no, God loves when you pray. All of your prayers, God is going to hold. He hears you. God hears you. And I bind those devils and those evil demons to try to make people think that they're not being heard. This is one of the tactics that the devil uses. He tries to make you think that God didn't hear you. He tries to make you think that you're not good enough to be heard. And he's a liar. The devil is a liar. He's the, the Bible calls him the father of lies. And I believe in the word of God. I believe in Jesus. And he is the father of lies. When you pray, if you pray for five minutes, God heard it. If you pray for if you pray four words, God heard it. If you pray for an hour, God heard you. And there's so many people around the world that think that God can't hear them. And then and not only that, not only are they thinking that God can't hear them or he doesn't want to hear them, they feel rejection. And the reason the reason a lot of people are feeling rejection is because you know the story about the 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 uh, angels are coming down to bring your the answers to your prayers, and the demons are fighting them. It takes them a minute sometimes to bring you your answer. And meanwhile, while they're fighting these nasty demons, trying to bring you your answer, you're feeling rejection. You feel like God. Did, I feel like this is for somebody. Thank you, Lord. You feel like God didn't hear you, and that's a lie straight from hell, straight from the devil, because he did hear you, and your answer is on its way. Amen? Your answer is on its way. As an example, this place that I live in, I have been wanting to live here for 15, 20 years, and I just got it this year. <laughs> you know? Patience. Patience. God hears you. The, 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 the saints, okay, the prayers of the saints, are being held by the elders that bow down in front of God every day, all the time. They bow down before him. Higher ups have your prayers. Higher ups care for you. Hallelujah. You have a team on your side, no matter whether you can see them or not. You have a team on your side. Amen. And you win. You don't have to worry about the outcome. You win. Trophy or not. And yes, you're going to get one anyway. <laughs> you know, Hallelujah. And verse 9, check this out. Heaven is noisy. Okay? Everybody tries to make heaven sound like it's so little and 
and, and, you know, just whisper. And heaven is noisy, y'all. If we can't stand it down here, if we can't stand praise and worship down here, you're not going to be able to take it up there. Verse 9, okay, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. And they sung a new song. Amen. They're singing. Singing. Can you sing? You know, you quiet sing. You sing. All the saints are singing. The angels are singing with them. Imagine what, what that choir sounds like in heaven. They're not whispering. Amen. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. They're praising Jesus here, see? Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain. Here they're talking about Christ's death. Thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and every tongue and people and nation. Notice it doesn't say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did. We are kindred by your blood, black people, okay, white people, Africans, East Indians? No. It says every kindred and every tongue and people and nation. That's everybody. That is everybody from the result of the Tower of Babel, 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 whatever. Everybody, when they fell, trying trying to build a tower to, to heaven, and when they fell, none of them understood each other. They all had different tongues. And this is what this is re- referring to. Everybody, every nation around the world can be redeemed by accepting Jesus Christ. Amen? Folks, we need to pray, especially here in the United States, in our country, we need to pray. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, amen, and seek my face, not seek the government, not seek one another, Amen. Not seek sorcerers or witches. He said, if you seek my face. Amen. And then he said, turn from your wicked way. Stop being evil. People just stop. People need to just stop being evil. First of all, it makes you look crazy. Okay. And it's, it's, it's temporary power. It's not eternal. It's not forever power, right? And, and you look nuts just worshiping a fallen angel. You're worshiping a fallen angel who doesn't have the power of God. I'd rather worship the creator than the createe. God says, and then I'll heal the land. And I, I believe the reason why a lot of us aren't getting healing is because we have not repented. Repent. He says it so many times in the Bible. We're so busy talking about Financial blessings and houses and car keys and, and swimming pools and, and new jobs. He wants you blessed. He wants you healed from the inside out. Jesus died for your whole being. He died for you to be healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Claim it every day. Until you see that healing come. Sometimes it's immediate. You hear me saying sometimes it takes a minute. Hallelujah. Heaven is praising Jesus. 
singing. They sung a new song. Hallelujah. Salvation speaks of the blood of Jesus Christ. I cover everybody listening to this right now with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. It could because, and the reason I say it, I, I say it so proudly because I, if the devil's on here, they're going to run. <laughs> They'll hang up. <laughs> Amen. So I cover everybody with the blood of Jesus Christ because God is good and I can. He said I could. Amen. As an oracle of God, I can do that, and so can you. Amen. Speak the word in season. Be instant in season, out of season. And verse 10 says, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. What does that tell you? It ain't over. <laughs> Amen. It ain't over until God says it's over. God made us kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. What does that tell you about the future? This is why I keep telling people, don't pay attention to what you're hearing on the news. Use the news. Watch, you know, watch TV and you know, listen to the radio, whatever you do. Get a little bit of understanding, a little bit of wisdom. Get whatever you can so that you'll be ahead of the world. Amen. You know what's going on. You can take it to Jesus and the Holy Spirit will give you your answer. But tells us right here, you are going to be a king and priest, and you're going to reign on the earth. Right now, it's not what you see. What you think you see is not really what you think you see. <laughs> Amen? What you think you see is not really what you think you see. Okay? If you notice, one day they say, you know, uh, 600,000 people died from covid uh, one day they say that, and the next day they say we're doing better, and it's going down. There's only 28,000. They're lying. They're liars. The devil is the father of lies. He's using media to, to bring fear into people, especially God's people. This is why we can't pay attention to that stuff. Amen? We pray about it, and we pray for healing. Amen? Hallelujah. We pray for healing, definitely, because we love them. We lo you love your, your, your brother and your sister. Amen? Love mankind. It's a commandment to love. Amen? But you can't pay attention to what they're... T just like I tell you on, online, they tell you five people saw your video, and then you find out 13 people told you they really enjoyed your video. What happened to the five? See? You can't pay attention to that. We reign. We reign. There's more Christians than what is being reported. They try to make it look like you know the Muslims are taking over and this per these are taking over and that's taking over. Lie. There are Christians right now who are hiding under their beds. There are Christians who are hiding in their closets around the world. There are Christians right now who believe in Jesus Christ who haven't had a meal to eat because they can't get out the house or they'll get shot. There's more of us than there. Oh God. Mm -mm. Mm. There's more of us than there is of the enemy. But we can't see too many people are trying to look through their eyes. Look through your spirit. See what's really there. Amen. The man of God told, told a man, he said, um, go, go and check on and see what's going on, right? And, and the guy came back. He said, there's more of them than there is of us. And he said, nah. He said, go back and check it again. <laughs> and he's telling me, see it through your spiritual eyes. See it a different way. Have faith in God. Now what do you see? And he came back, there's more of us than there is of them. First he said there's more of them. 
than there is of us. And the second time he came back, he said, there's more of us than there is of them. And I'm telling you now, the devil is a liar. There's more Christians than what you think. There are people all around the world who are hiding from the AK, uh, what do you call it? AK, whatever, the, the guns and the military forces and, and people going around. There are some that are being martyred. There are some who are losing their lives for Jesus Christ. But where do they go? Straight to heaven. If we live, we win. And if we die, we win. Amen. There's more of us. We reign, folks. No matter what it looks like. You might be going through trouble in your family. You might be going through trouble on the job, trouble in your church. You might go through trouble with your neighborhood. I know a couple people right now, they're having miserable times with their neighbors, and they're not doing anything wrong. But you reign. You win. See yourself as a winner. No matter what somebody said, no matter what uncle so-and-so said to you or what grandma said to you or your, whatever your teacher said to you, you know, there are, some, there are some rich people right now where the teachers told them they'd never be anything. You will never be anything. You just don't catch on. And the people are famous and rich. Amen? There's more of us than there is of them. We reign, folks. And as long as you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and you repent of your sins you reign. Verse 11, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels around about the throne, and the beasts, and the elders, and the numbers of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. All, the, all you mathematicians, figure that one out. <laughs> Amen. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands. Come back with a digit on that one. Amen? They're saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all uh, are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon a throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Jesus loves us talking to him that way. God wants us to God wants us to show him that we love him and we honor and respect him and we should. Amen. If they honor and they respect him and they praise and worship him in heaven, we should do it down here on earth as well. Amen. People that know you should know that you're a Christian. In your, your acts, your walk, your talk, your living, people should know that you're a true Christian. Because if a person got a little bit of devil in them, that devil is going to shake hands with the devil in you. They'll know it. They'll know you're fake. They'll know you're not right. Kindred spirits, you've heard of that? Kindred spirits, amen? They'll know that you're not what you're proclaiming to be. This is discernment. This is how we know pre real preachers from the fake ones, the ones that are pretending to be. And they look good and they do good. You really, really, really hard to tell. You know, and there's a lot of them out there that is getting, getting folks' money and, and doing well because they're cute or they preach pretty, okay, and use great words or something. And meanwhile, the real ones are sitting there struggling 
but making it because of who? Jehovah Jireh. Amen. You got to be careful. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Blessing and honor, glory and power. And verse 14, and this is the last verse, and it says, And the four beasts said, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You hear it a zillion times. You're like, okay, amen, amen, amen. But what they don't realize is amen means, and it is so. And so it is. Whenever you say amen, you are in agreement with what has been said. And so it is. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that lives forever and ever. Amen. The Messianic title of Lion of Judah comes from, if you want to write this down, Genesis 49, 9-10. It's also in Isaiah 31, uh, verse 4. It's in Hosea 11, verse 10. And the root of David comes from Isaiah 11, verse 10. And it's also repeated in Revelation, same book, but chapter 22, verse 16. The Lion of Judah, the Root of David, amen, and the Lamb, hallelujah. Perhaps John expected to see a lion, but he saw the Lamb instead, hallelujah. The Lamb, who had the previous marks of sacrifice on him still, the lamb represents gentleness. See, he saw the gentleness of Jesus, the humility of Jesus, and sacrificial love. This is what the Lord wanted John to see. This is what he presented to him. Not a lion, but love, a lamb. Amen? Thousands of years later, Jesus' sacrifice remains fresh to the Father today. Jesus' sacrifice remains fresh to the Father. What is wrong with us down here as human beings not believing in it and, and, and saying that's just a fable? And it's important to God. You cannot say you love God and, and don't dislike his son. You're slapping God in his face by telling him you don't believe in his son, that he is not the savior of the world. Disrespecting him. Amen. John saw the marks of omnipotence, that seven horns and omniscience, which is the seven eyes. It's God presenting himself to him in that way. All potency, all strength, and all knowledge, God allowed John to see in his vision. Eyes suggest knowledge and wisdom and power. You write down Zechariah, Zechariah Z-E. Zechariah 4.10, and also Zechariah 3.9. Amen? Hallelujah. The elders sing praises and fall down with our prayers in bottles, and they had harps and golden vials. Hallelujah. Heaven makes noise. Heaven is loud. Hallelujah. Heaven is joyous. Amen? They didn't intercede for us or mediate for us because there's only one mediator. If you read that correctly, you'll see. 
It did, they didn't intercede for us, although Jesus does. And they didn't mediate because they can't. There's only one mediator, and I end with this. His name's Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2, 5. Amen. Let's go to 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2. There we go, verse 5. And it says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The man, Christ Jesus. Are you saved? If you want to be saved, and I believe there's a lot of you out there that want to be saved, amen, all you have to do is say so. All you have to do is make this one step, amen. Sorry about the noise in the background there. All you have to do is repent and repeat after me, okay? And when I say repent, that means ask him to forgive you of your sins. Just say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I accept you as my Savior. I believe what you did on the cross was just for me because you love me. And I love you too. I want to learn more about you. Thank you for what you did. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's Romans 10.9 for everybody who wants to, you know, <clears throat> say, well, you can't do it like that. You know, people have, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that that's not the right way to do it. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Wait, in fact, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to do this. And I'm, I did this a zillion times. I'm going to do it again, though, for people who are new people who might be listening to this. Romans 10.9. Let's go to Romans 10.9 that everybody says doesn't exist. Okay. 10.9. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. So welcome to the body of God. Welcome to the family of God, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Find yourself a Bible-believing church, a Jesus-believing church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And learn of him. It's never too late to learn of him. And listen, everything that you did before this moment is gone. God, The Bible says God got rid of it. He threw it as far as the east is from the west. Now, if he forgot it, you forget it too. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. I thank everybody for coming on today. Amen. And I hope you learned a little something. something. I hope you heard something. And in Revelation chapter 5, that pertain to you or help you in some kind of way, God is good. The Holy Spirit has a way of doing things like that. Amen. And to God be the glory for the things he has done. Reverend Nessie signing off. I will see you hopefully next week, Sunday coming up. Amen. God bless you.